0: Right, so we are the Smoking J's. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitude, attitudes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying something different. Uh fuck it. Let's see what happens. Roll the dice. Just don't get lice.
0: Oh. Um
1: real quick, before we get too into it, I was just on Amazon looking up for some fancy lighters to give as a gift. I could only find 60 matches. Um <laughs> Ladies wah, and gents, wah, you are wah. you are obviously on the smoke jays. So um, turn that dial. Absolutely not. We're just getting fired up, started. Psh, the heat's already on. Let's see what we could do in the kitchen.
0: Can't get um, these seconds back, folks.
1: Nope, never, back. never. They are mine now, bitches. Um, it is just Jared here with Johnny G back for episode twenty-seven.
0: Whoa, 27. Sounds sexy.
1: And that's right. That is right. That's good. That's oh, good. It's been, uh, uh, it's been too long since I used it. Um that's what she said. Hmm. Uh, that said, I need to go, I need to start watching the office.
0: You know, no, you
1: don't. You no? just need to come to my house and hang out because it's on all the fucking time. True. True. I do have peacock. So <laughs> I have access to The Office. I need to go through and watch it because there are so many little references and things that I don't get because I've never watched it. Yeah. And I get that blank stare of, you've never watched The Office. It's kind of like,
0: remember when we were kids and, and people would reference Fight Club? And they would, and you would,
1: you'd be like, you
0: never saw Fight Club? I'm like, no. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Like, if you didn't see Fight, it's like, that's what it's like.
1: Um, Controversial opinion. I didn't enjoy Fight Club.
0: I wasn't, it was I mean, whack. It was okay. But it wasn't like it was whack.
1: Fucking yeah. You know, whatever. You know what was decent though? Top Gun Maverick. You know, my kids went to see that. It was they the right amount it's... of nostalgic without being like God, they fucking yeah. just remade was it the good? original movie.
0: But like was it good? It was
1: good. Yeah, no, it was it was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. I did. I
0: did. What was uh there was another movie that was made that was like well, I guess it's kind of like all the Rambos, you know, and Creed. Um, you know, I enjoy so, them. I enjoy them. They weren't like nope, you know, knock your socks off, but um Top Gun, I feel like I, I really got it. I would like to see that.
1: So Top Gun Maverick, I connect it to it's on the same parallel as Cobra Kai. Okay. It is the right amount of nostalgic without just being a replay of the original. Okay, So it's enjoyable. It was good. Listen, were there aspects of Maverick that you 100% saw coming? Absolutely. Did it take away from you wanting to watch the movie? Absolutely not. Or as we in the late 80s, early 90s said, I don't think so. I love it. So all of this throwback movie Throwback TV show, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin references. I wanted to share a story with you um, and tie it story into time. story time. Burt Kreischer. <laughs> have you ever watched Burke Kreischer story time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> bro. Burk Kreischer story time. If you have not had the opportunity to go on Netflix and watch it, ladies and gentlemen, please. Go watch Burke Kreischer's story time on Netflix. Holy fucking shit. I might actually, when we're done, no, it's a lie. I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed.
0: But what is their thing? To, is it Two Bears, One Cave or something like that? Uh, two Bears, Bert One Christ Cave is their yeah.
1: podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And the Tom Segura. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. So, so good. So good. Um, I'm going to tell a story and it's going to tie directly into the item that I saved for today's topic this evening's topic show and tell and story time booyah oh yes yeah. i bring all the boners bonuses bonuses <laughs> um so i had to borrow a spare truck from one of my coworkers workers because uh, my truck was out for service so i was using one of my spares and my other spare is being used by another guy whose windshield was broken so I went and borrowed the spare, and I said, hey, I'm going to take this down to my guy, get his truck, bring it back so it can get worked on, Because the AC was not working. And those of you who are not living in New Jersey right now, just as an FYI, um, at 10.59 p.m. on July 14th, my computer on the info bar is showing 80 degrees. Hmm. That's hot. It's a little hot. So I hop in the truck. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Um, I hop in the truck, and the last person in the truck had 94.7 The Block, which is a New York radio station that has been specializing in 90s and early 2000s hip-hop. Basically throwback stuff. And Boys to Men, uh, I'll Make Love to You came on. So I jokingly text him and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I get in your spare truck and you leave boys to men. I'll make love to you on like, bro, seriously. Obviously he didn't leave that on because it was on the radio.
0: But (sighs) it was there.
1: But it was there. So I start driving down the road because I figure, okay, I'm familiar, well familiar with the song. I know that it's in like the last minute or so of the song. And then the next song is going to come on. So I'll tough it out like a champ that I am uh, because I like to tough out difficult things and just suffer through. And then I, uh, I will get to the next song. Well, as I'm going down the road that my work office is on, I really start pro- like absorbing the song. So now I'm past the haha funny. I start absorbing it and I start flashing back to what that song ties to. So reminiscing. Um, and that day and the couple days prior, as well as really the last like month or so. Has been very difficult, very stressful, very strenuous, very hectic, very nonstop. Um, so you're familiar with certain things like stress induced hair loss, stress induced graying, which I had those, stress induced weight gain, stress induced eating. So all of these the, things, <laughs> all of these things that are all, all of those things. Geez, that wasn't where I was going with it, but I was saying you're familiar with the terminology because they're they're commonly discussed now that more and more psychologists. I can never tell the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. But anyway,
0: well, one one prescribes drugs and the other one plays with little
1: boys. No, no, I didn't say anything psych- about I didn't say anything about Catholic priests.
0: Oh, so. Uh, wow. no, I think the I think the psychiatrists are the way that I always learned it was the psychiatrists were can you know and prescribe drugs and the psychiatrists sit psychologists on my couch more and... like the therapists are you know talking okay. to me, let me tell you that tell me about your worries
1: okay this study of the your yeah, mind so oh. psychologists have um more recently kind of been more public about stress induced yeah like stress induced eating stress induced drinking stress induced heart attacks like stress induced like mental breakdowns like all these things so i actually googled stress induced nostalgia because the best way i could describe the minute and a half of driving was stress induced nostalgia um So, I actually found an article, ironically, from probably one of the most stressful times, um, July 28th, 2020. So, I'm sure we're all well aware of that. Um, Things like uh, things just seemed easier in the before times when we weren't sheltering in place, losing our jobs, or potentially exposing ourselves to a virus that has killed over 140,000 Americans, which sadly, that number is much higher now. Uh, But in times of trauma or uh, an overwhelming stress, it's a natural instinct to feel nostalgic and rely on those feelings for comfort and a sense of normalcy, says Valentina Stoy, yeah, that name, a clinical psychologist specializing in traumatic stress and the author of The Unconscious, Theory, Research, and Clinical Implications. Um, Another uh, article that popped up from the National Library of Medicine Nostalgia, retreat, or support in difficult times? Um, And it, it, I mean, all that I pulled up was the abstract, but um, they talked about uh, in a study, 100, excuse me, 100 undergraduates, 86 women and 14 men completed the nostalgia inventory, um, recalling autobiographical memories that illustrated how childhood is either special or similar to their present life and rated their likely use of strategies in dealing with two hypothetical problems. So it's actually well-documented here. I am like feeling good about myself. Like, man, I came up with like a new thing. Like they haven't studied this. Yeah. They've, they've studied it. It's well-documented like medical journals, but um, so I wanted to get your, your, real-time feedback. And this is why I didn't like really delve into the situation much. I just kind of gave you the episode title, but um wanted to get your take on it that especially when you're feeling more stressed or up against the wall or on a deadline. Little shit, a song, a picture, a smell a sight a whatever um do you sort of stop at that or do you then make those rapid hops like i made rapid hops like i went back to to here and then back to here and then back to here and then back to here and i think it ended up back in like a homecoming dance or something and then your brain goes to like the simpler times and hopping in the car and driving to school and then going from there to work and then, you know, going and hanging out with your friends after work. Like, so there was this succession of hops and it actually, to be honest, um, it brought me back down off the proverbial ledge.
0: I think it depends on what it is. Like, you're talking about a lot of sense memory type stuff, like, uh, with, you know, with smells or hearing something, or maybe seeing something that triggers a, a memory or thought for me, um, a smell that brings me back to something. I stay there. Um, because it's usually a positive thing. I which right. I've never thought about this until right now. I have never had a sense memory situation with a smell that brought me back to something that was like terrible or a bad feeling or a bad memory. It was always something, it's always been something positive. And that's interesting because I feel like that's that's the mind, right? Because surely there's things that you will smell that had to have been connected with something negative in your life. But anyway, it most recently happened just the other day. Um, I had it with a smell that brought me back to when I was a kid and my dad had an older, uh, an older car, uh, it was a 60 something Chevy Nova. And the smell was like the inside of that old car. And I think all old cars had this smell. It's very distinct. Yes. And I don't know if it was the leather or if it's the vinyl, uh, from, I was going to say, they,
1: it was 100% not leather. It was <laughs> well, vi- vinyl interior. V- vinyl, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. What, whatever it was.
0: And every, your ass cheeks
1: stuck to it. Every Threw car. Your
0: yeah. Every car made in like the 60s and 70s had this smell. And yep. I, I, I couldn't ever describe it because it's, it's not like, you know, when you open up a Sega Genesis cartridge and you smell that new plastic or, or like the blockbuster video, uh, VHS that smell like there are certain things, only those things have that smell. Right. And so when it comes to smells, I'm brought back to whatever it is that reminds me of that, um, it could be a perfume. It could be the car. It could be whatever, um, certain days, like the weather, um, You know, smelling just the right amount of pollen brings me back to Little League, Um, brings me back to like opening day on Little League and and, Mm. just where I was in that moment. Um, So there are no hops when it comes to that. Um, Sometimes it'll hop and I'll think about, okay, like, oh, wow, yeah, that car was cool. And then, oh, wow, we did this and we did that. But it kind of ends there. Um, When I see something. Or when I'm triggered by that, like something else other than a smell, then there's, there's usually hops. And I, I do this thing where I go back, like in my mind, I'm, I'm back in that, that spot in that time period. And just kind of like wondering, like, I think about that and all the things that happened since then that got me to where I am. And I wonder like, well, if this didn't happen, then that wouldn't happen. And that would have like I almost backtrack. From where i am to that time period and and i can pinpoint the forks in the road yep um as i as i think backwards isn't that mm-hmm. interesting like when you're when you're faced with a fork you don't think most people don't think well if i take this this path this is where it's going to go because you don't know And if i take right. this path then that's where it's going to go but when you look at it backwards and you can see yourself approaching the fork in reverse you can easily see where that other path would have taken you and, and, and how you could see the connections and all the dots that led you to where you are. And then I kind of track that back to like that moment. And I think to myself like, wow, like, I don't know. It's, a, it's not, maybe not even related, but that's what my mind does. Um, but it does hop in a, in a way, um, which is interesting how, the, how the, that mind works like that.
1: Like you talk about the forks in the road. So, uh, I mean, very clearly now I can pinpoint. We went to prime time all the time. Saw the hiring. Had I not chosen to work there part time, I would not have met my wife. At which point I would not have had my kids. I would not be where I'm sitting at this moment.
0: Right. But so then, but see, at that time, you didn't know what your alternative was because you were just living your best life. But if you look back now, you could say, okay, you could clearly see, like, if I didn't work there and I didn't meet this person, I would have worked there and continued to party there. And and I might have hung out my friends more and then I might have done this and then I probably would have met somebody else. And then I could be living in California like it's, it's the possibilities. It's just wild. Right? I could be because living in
1: a trailer in Lakewood. Like.
0: Everything that you know now is because of a decision you made then. It's, mm-hmm. and, 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 and in between, it's almost like in between doesn't matter because it, it, you take that one thing, the butterfly effect, right? You take that one thing. You just don't go and work
2: at primetime. We, we're not sitting
0: here. You know what I mean? Like the
1: branches of the multiverse just grow out of it. It's control.
0: fucking wild, and I wish that there was a way to be able to, like, you know, be like above it all, right, and just look down at all the branches. It's kind of like how I look would ima- I imagine in my mind, it, it almost like a family tree, right, where there's different branches, and then they diff- and they just keep going this way and this way, and, and it's cause and effect in this situation. That, and I, and I don't even think about it just with family and friends, whatever. I think about it like. Like you think about situation on the road when you're driving. Well, if I made if I didn't, if I didn't blow that red light, right? Or if I didn't speed up at that yellow light, I'd be stuck at this light. And then this would have happened, and that would have happened, and whatever. Remember
1: remember a couple weeks ago, there was the crane that overturned on the Garden State Parkway. Yes. Backed up the parkway for Mm -hmm. three hours. Mm -hmm. Normally this in the summer, since the kids have been home. I leave my house by six o'clock. I'm in that vicinity right around 620, 630. So it either would have happened right behind me or more than likely directly in front of me. And I would have been sitting in that traffic for three hours. The night before I said, you know what? Instead of going in the basement, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to use the gym at work, get there at six. I'll use the gym at work and then I'll shower and get changed into work clothes. Went in, thought nothing of it, did what I did, got dressed, and I I got a, a call from my coworker who comes from Long Branch. He's like, Oh, where are you in all this traffic? So I'm in my office, bro. What are you talking about? Right. He's like, You didn't see the parkway? <laughs> I mean, I I saw it at like 545 5 this morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, but had I lived my normal life and just hopped on the parkway when I normally do, I'd have been right there. See,
0: now I don't want to. This podcast isn't really about this, but it, the universe, it works in weird ways, man. And some people, I'm 100%. just gonna, I'm just gonna say, like, some people will say it's God, some people will say it's a spirit or or a higher power it's, being, whatever, whatever it is that you want to call it, right? Correct. But, but there. The fact that you thought that, like what trick, so it's like, what triggers? i never go to work out at the office. Why why did I on this day decide to go to the office and and work out and leave my house early? And I, you know, you could, there's a million possibilities, right? And and it's all speculation. But what if, what if the reason that you went to the office or had that thought to go to the office is because you might've been directly involved in that accident? Like, I think about shit like that like i think about Facts. so if if um so i passed a really really bad car accident a couple of years ago um on route 80 and it was like late at night i mean it had just happened like i mean seconds before because as i passed it people were still getting starting to get out of their cars um right. i might have been like the 10th car to pass this accident right um and and i think about it like it's seconds 15 seconds 20 seconds right that's to me when i think back that's the difference between me deciding to get around that car or stay behind that car in mm-hmm. the left lane or the or the whatever to me that's you know ah there's a car coming i got to make a left i'm clear ah uh, do i wait for this car nah fuck it i'm going to punch it and i go but if i wait for that car that puts me back 20 seconds 15 seconds Right.
1: And that's the difference.
0: And that's the difference of me being in that wreck, possibly lying on the ground, really hurt or worse and not. And it's, well, why did I decide to go versus not go? And and then you could get into this whole spiritual thing and say, oh, well, it's predetermined and your life's already planned out for you and this, that, and the other thing. And your decisions are already made before you make them and whatever. Right. I just feel like in certain situations. You know, there's reasons why we don't know. There's reasons why you think the things you do and feel the things you feel. And and there are signs all the time how receptive you are to them and how you decide to listen to them or interpret them is, you know, what ultimately is your outcome. But being aware of them, I think is pretty wild. And when you're that in tune, it's kind of like being able to control your dreams, right? Right. When you're that in tune with your like, mind and shit and 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 the universe of what's going on around you like it's pretty fucking scary like yeah you know like that shit that was predetermined or or i knew that was going to happen or you know premonitions or you know whatever I mean, we can go on and on, but
1: the matrix is real
0: it, I fucking, it, it very well might be now i think about self-aware I, th- I think about this right so we're let's say we are all in a simulation this is totally not what what's going on
1: um off the rails oh um, <laughs> within five minutes, God we're, damn it. Yeah,
0: we're in a simulation, right? Um, so if we're in a simulation, then that means this, everything I'm saying, doing and thinking is being programmed and done for me before I do it. Even this thought that I'm having now, what I'm saying to you right now is already, already been downloaded, pre downloaded. Yep. right? Um, but then, so then I, while I'm sitting here talking to you, I feel my finger and I'm like, oh, that's sharp. Oh, my fingernail. Oh, I need to bite my fingernail. Because it's a little sharp, right? Predetermined. Well, how much of that is predetermined? The feeling, the sharpness, the thought that I should use my talk with my hand. You know what I mean? Like you can go fucking nuts thinking about yes. this shit. And and it's like, well, my elbow hurts. I have an itch. Did somebody program that? <laughs> you know? And oh, I am gonna wonder. have a I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a yangling light today. Or like I'm your thoughts. I guess what I'm saying is like all the things that you want to do or the things that you're going to do or plan to do there's a hundred thoughts and actions that come before any of that right happens so there's no way we're in a fucking simulation but i do believe in the fucking universe and working in really mysterious ways and I, i i also believe in the upside down so you know maybe not exactly the upside down but parallel universes like you know there's a fucking twin version of me on another fucking galaxy somewhere like totally so did you watch
1: doctor strange in the multiverse of madness
0: i have not i'm like 25 movies behind
1: okay so <laughs> it it does not in any way shape or form ruin the plot of the movie so i'm going to share the thought because it fucked me up for like an hour and a half so i love it he the movie starts with him and this girl so i'll say traveling through this dimension but he looks different he he looks different than the normal doctor strange and all this stuff happens and he gets badly injured and then wakes up and he's like damn so later on in the movie he meets the girl and he's like i feel like i know you like you were there when I died in my dream. She's like, that wasn't a dream. And he's like, what? She said that your experiences in a dream that are not actually happening in your real life are the experiences of you in another dimension Uh or, or in another universe, but you. So, the alternate version of you that's running down the sidewalk to get away from a runaway car. It's really and happening. Then, and then you wake up out of the dream. Yeah. Your alternate self was running down the sidewalk to get away from a car.
0: I'm going to tell you what, and, and, and we're about to lose the last four listeners that we have. That's right. Um, I actually... 100 million percent believe that shit. Like, I've never seen, impossible. I've never seen the movie. Um, but I have woken up. I mean, even recently, like, just right, I've had these thoughts within the last, you know, like six, eight months. There are times where I wake up and it may have been not even from a deep sleep, and I will have a vivid memory yes. of something that I did. And and I'll think to myself, oh fuck, I forgot to do that. I got to do this, and then I'll and then I'll kind of like come to, and I'll be like, wait a minute, I I don't actually have to do that. That that never happened. But I swear to fucking god that I totally did that, or I was there, or you know whatever. And it's never like when I'm awake, and I'm not talking about like deja vu either, because that's a whole other thing. Let me start now. that. But
1: I. That's a glitch in the it, matrix. It,
0: it, it, it's right. Right. Um, it'll be like it'll be like situations where I'm maybe like just kind of starting to fall asleep or I'm um, you know, fell asleep for a little bit, but I can still kind of hear what's going on in the background. And I I do believe that it's to some degree your dreams are just like a a culmination of thoughts that are you've had throughout the day or experiences and they're all put together and mesh or whatever. But I'm not I believe that to be true, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually feeling. A memory that of something that I either said, did place. I was something I have to do like, like a task. Like, you know, when you, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're kind of just still, your eyes are still closed and you're, you, you don't really want to wake up, but you're up and you know, you're up, but you're like just trying to squeeze the last 10 minutes out. So you're, your eyes are closed, but in your mind, you're thinking about, like, I got to do this today. I got to do this today. I got to do this today. This
1: is my right. like I'm, lying, your line, right? mental checklist.
0: Right. Right. Well, I'll have that mental checklist of shit that doesn't fucking exist, and then and it, it's like I'm I'm like I it's so fucking hard to explain. It'll happen, and I'll think about stuff, and and I'll have these feelings like I'm worried about oh I forgot to do that shit, like that feeling like you you forgot to do your book report. <laughs> yeah, like I forgot to up.
1: pick the cat up from the the groomers.
0: Yeah, 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 whatever. And then it, and then what? it's like. And then you're like, and then you wake up and and you're and you totally hundred percent believe that you've got to go right now to get the cat from the groomer, and then it hits you that you don't have a fucking cat. Right. That's some crazy whack ass so shit.
1: But I totally believe I've, in it. That I've never had, however, I have had two experiences like this, and and I've actually heard a lot of People talk about this, and it's well-documented and whatever whatever belief you want to have about it. I've had two experiences. Uh, one was my dad's father, and one was my mother's mother. Um, both have passed. And the one dream I vividly, vividly remember being in, I mean, now it's my dad's driveway. But being in the driveway and hearing "Hey, supper and it's a it's a more old time way of calling dinner and I remember turning around and looking at the front door, and everything was dead on accurate, the color of the siding, the shutters, the windows, the storm door that used to be there like. All this shit is dead on accurate. And I turned around and he's standing at the front door. And I remember losing my shit, losing my shit, running like, like a kid runs to a family member that just came over full, full bore running straight over. And just hugging him and saying, I've missed you. I've missed you. I've missed you. And I woke up and my heart was pounding. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was pretty fucking wild. Yeah. This one's going to be tough to get through. So I want to say it was here. So in this house, so it was definitely within the last couple of years. In the dream. I heard my grandmother call my name and I, I remember in the dream just feeling it coming down my face already because there's just certain voices calling your name a certain way that you just know you already know who it is. You you could be completely legally blind. You know who that is. And I just remember turning around in the dream, turning around, dropping to my knees and just sobbing and, and I woke up, my pillow was soaked. I, I literally, I had to leave my bed, come out to the, the, uh, the kid's bathroom and sit in the bathroom and pull myself back together. Yeah. Wow. Like it was, it was that vivid that it was like, I could feel holding her, like that kind of, yeah, physical contact was there. The sounds, the the environment around me, every aspect of it. And the, the stuff that I've read about it and stuff that I've heard about it is, you know, again, you believe what you want to believe, but that that's that person coming back to you, coming back to you when you need it most, but coming back to you and just basically saying that it's okay, that, yeah. that they are okay, that that it's okay. Um, so I've never had your situation, but that was the closest to like, so real, real life that it just, and I, I still remember waking up and just like, holy, and have to establish like, no, I'm actually in my bed. I'm not in that place where I was. Right.
0: You had to really think about like, wait, no, I'm here, not there, but here's the thing. I really truly believe in some way, shape or form you were there. And it may not have been in that moment or while you were sleeping or even in this time period. But like you had said, memory, like in the movie, like memories or, or whatever's happening to you elsewhere is, is connected. Um, I do feel like uh, there have been times where I felt like where like when we go to sleep, we just go to a different place. Like not, not all the time, not every, every night. Um, But I, there have been times where I truly felt like I was just not here, like Mm. not this life, like my mind, my thoughts, my personality, maybe my body. I don't know. never really checked it out, but just different experiences, different, different places, different, like just different path, different life, but Mm -hmm. still, but still me. And I wonder, you know, if that's, again, your mind, you know, kind of sort of painting this alternate reality while you, you know, in in your mind of what you, of your mixture of your thoughts and feelings and experiences um, or if some way when you, you know, your subconscious and all that. Cause I mean, the subconscious and the mind is a powerful thing for those who have that, that faucet, right. That they can tap into. Um, I mean, I, I, I just think there's something to all of that sixth sense type stuff and, yep. uh, and that extra energy. And we only use X percent of our brains and there is, there is an energy. I mean, it, look, you're in, you're, miles and miles and miles away we're connected through nothing more than frequency now it's video yeah. and audio and it's through but ultimately there's just all it is is frequencies so just as a radio or a tv or antenna or satellites work on on frequency and you can charge your phone wirelessly charge battery with energy oh, with frequency
1: electromagnetic frequency it waves. why
0: why how could you not believe there is a way that you can do the same thing with with your mind there's electricity that runs through your body and and we're made of water and all that stuff i truly think that there's i'm not going to call it like secret powers or abilities whatever but i think that there is a way that somehow or another we're connected to something else when when we're not here present in this moment yeah whether we're sleeping or whatever the case is but I don't know. Is this still on, on track to the stress induced nostalgia? So. Or did we yes, just go like sci, completely sci uh, fi on, on the audience here?
1: Well, we, we went a little bit sci fi, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Um, um, so, I mean, I, I can't even pinpoint if that was stress induced because. It may have. You been. know what? I, I couldn't even tell you what was going on in my life at that time. I couldn't even tell you what was going on in my house at that time. I honestly, I couldn't even tell you exactly when it happened other than, like I said, that I know I sat in that bathroom. So I know that it was here in this house. So that gives me the constraints of it's between now and when we moved in this house. So in that time period, um, But you were, you were sleeping sound asleep. See both times what's weird. So my, my
0: like quick sidebar. So my grandmother and my aunt tell me the story about when my aunt was younger and I'm, I might be missing some points. When my aunt was younger, she was, they were in the house they grew up in and she was like in the kitchen or whatever. And she looked up out the window, like by the kitchen sink. I don't know if she was doing the dishes or not, whatever, but she looked, she was looking down and she looked up and she saw the backyard, Mm -hmm. but the backyard had no fence and the garage was painted a specific color. And there was a swing set over here and the house over there was Brown instead of whatever. And I'm making up these details, but like, right. right. Um, It was essentially. And so she said something to to her mom, my grandmother. um, Hey, you know, my, you know, before you moved in or whatever, was was there ever a swing set in the backyard or this, that? And so whatever, they got to talking. And it, as it turned out, my aunt, when she looked up and she was awake, she looked up. And what she saw was what the landscape looked like 10, 15 years ago. Like they right. weren't even living there. She never, she never saw the bat. It, like, it was almost as if the way, when I, when I heard this, I was really young, but that was like the first time I really started getting intrigued with this kind of shit. It was like, it was almost as if, not like deja vu, but if you were to believe in like parallel universes or time, you know, different timelines, right? It was almost as if herself was inter, it like intersect, intersected with Another either person or her a different version of herself or whatever at the same exact time, right. but in a but in a different time period, right? But they were in the same place and almost like time confused itself. So you want to talk about like glitch in the matrix. Glitch in right? the matrix. Exactly. Right? Like so she was she was there present. She looked up, maybe at the same time that this other person looked up in 1960, okay, and happened to be standing in the same exact spot. She looked up, they looked up and then and then their fucking visions were switched. And what makes me think is like, if that were to be true, did the other person see, you know, like a 1970s version of what, yeah. you know, like the future, like, oh my God, there's a basketball hoop and there's a fence and that they painted their house green. And, you know, like it's fucking wild. Like, you know, it's shit you hear about in like movies and stuff, but dude, there are people out there have some insane recollection of things that were, are accurate. Right. You know, and you explaining how like in your dream you were there and everything landscape and you you can feel it like it's almost like you were in a different time or a different timeline. Yeah. Where you might have actually been there and he and she may have even been alive in that right. moment. That which is why you felt it. I don't know, it's right. wild. Mind and, is a powerful thing.
1: And I mean, I you know, I've I've had dreams of all sorts of varying types, positive, negative, PG, not PG, but never, never was it ever this almost tangible. Like it was legitimately almost tangible. Like it, it, it was, it was next level shit. Um, but the short answer to your question earlier, um, Yes, off the rails.
0: Yeah. Well, Way off you, the fucking rails. So stress-induced nostalgia. Didn't think you were gonna go there. But um keeping with the theme, let's talk about stress in 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 relationships um, and how you handle it, right? So um, <laughs> just for me, we've had some of these conversations and I'm gonna kind of i as he holds up a truly or whatever the fuck that it. High noon, oh, but truly. So, um, weren't you drinking trulys a few months ago? Yeah. God, I know.
1: Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've stepped up my game.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, i have clearly not there yet, mister. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking red, white, and berries. I I am at a yingling flight right now. Yingling, so. um, berries. Oh, some. He said berries. So, I'm just going to say, so... My, the last couple of weeks of my life, after like, you know, Father's Day and all the traveling and like you would think as the summer approaches and the kids don't have, you know, school and there's no dance class and little league is over, the only thing we really have to do is race. But when we race, sometimes we break things. When we break things, we have to fix things. There's only a certain amount of time you have to fix things until you have to go and race again. Correct. And you know, it's been tough on, on us and, and mostly Emily, like with having two kids under two at the same time, I work from home, which is nice. Right. Um, so I can kind of chip in and help here and there when possible, but if I were to be working outside the home, there would be little to no help. Maybe her mom, she would help you a little bit more or her, her parents by the way, help out a tremendous amount. Like they're super supportive, but you know, I'm sure if I wasn't here, she'd be able to go down to her mom's more, and, and you know, there would just be a little bit different dynamic. But the right. but my point is, is I, you know, I'm here, um, and so it's almost like this perception, like because I'm here working at home, that things should be easier. And I think it's we not. both have that perception, sure. and it's it's not. And it's actually harder because I don't get the decompression time when I'm done. And in my mind, like I just worked, I worked all day. Now it's five o'clock. So I, yeah, I got to come home. um, AKA go downstairs and, and now it's okay. Well, we need, we got to figure out dinner and the house is a mess and the kids are crying or whatever. Emily needs a break. But then I think like, okay, but I also need a break. Right, so we've had these arguments where you know nobody's at fault and nobody's really even mad at the other person. Um, but, but we, but it's 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 almost hard to explain. Like we just we can't seem to agree on on stuff or can't see eye to eye, right? So let's say for example it's Tuesday and we got a podcast work. Well, i do done work at five, and then. You know, something comes up and this, that, whatever. And then we gotta we gotta record the podcast. and her mind's like, well, I was gone all day and now I'm gonna be gone all night. So she's gotta put the kids to sleep something. Okay. We don't record every week. We don't. So then so then the next day, it's it's Wednesday. And I am be thinking, well, shit, I gotta work on the race car at some point between now and Friday or Saturday because we got a race. And I look at the weather, it's supposed to rain on Thursday. So now Wednesday, and I don't work, I gotta go work on the race cars. All right. Well, now she's like in her mind. You just were working all day. You were gone, and now you're going to go work on race bars. And so she's with the kids all day again, right? And you know, I don't go out. I don't go. I don't really hang out with my friends. Um, you know, we. Don't, I don't really do anything for myself. I haven't even touched my Xbox in months. I, I have. A, I have a, a rig here for iRacing that I put together with my PC. I've, I've sat in it for a total of maybe 45 minutes in the last three months, you know, and that's Jesus. fine. But like, so I guess my point is I don't have like my time. I don't have my escape. And, and for her, the same could be said. But then there are times where she will go to breakfast with her girlfriends or she'll like she's down there with her sister and her girlfriends. Now they're watching Gilmore Girls or some shit. And they went to like a Gilmore Girls trivia night the other night. Like, so I try to, like, whatever she wants to do, wherever she wants to go, do something. Like, go, go ahead, go do it, go do it. There's always the the kids are still always involved. Even if she goes to breakfast with her friends, she still has the kids. So she really doesn't truly have a break, um, unless I completely take mm. the kids hundred percent, right? And then she goes. But I also don't have break. So we fight over this, and then she's like, "Well, you go out and you work on race cars." I'm like, "But that's not a break. I'm still doing shit." But you like yeah. working on the race cars, okay? Yes. So I like it, or I like cutting the grass too, you know. But that's still fucking work. Like you still got to, you're still have an obligation, right? So it's been really hard, and so we there was we did it was like a week where, you know, we just didn't connect um it was recent a couple weeks ago didn't connect didn't see eye to eye we were fucking pissed at each other just looking at each other <laughs> we would get mad and
1: hmm. um
0: and it really it, again we've had a number of episodes about communication but that's ultimately I just really
1: want to punch was, you in your suckle
0: <laughs> yeah she's she's felt that sometimes and, and said it but um it comes down to, to the communication she's like you know it wouldn't be so bad if I knew when you were going to go work on a race car. So if you think about these things in your mind and all oh, after work, today is a good day to go work on a race car. But she's like, but I don't know about it. And I might be having a really rough day and then you're not here because you're working on a race car all night. Oh, okay. Valid. Cool. But then I'm just saying to to myself, well, how do you not know that? Because, well, Wednesday is the only day Johnny and Bella are not here. Johnny and Bella are going to be here Thursday and Friday. And I want to work on it. Th- like in my mind, it's like, well, you should know that today is the day I'm going to work on a race car. Right bottom line is people you can't fucking read each other's minds and so especially after having kids you guys got to continue to communicate um i will say
2: that after all that
0: the three minutes and 58 seconds that i had was pretty fucking awesome <laughs> it was a little longer than three minutes 58 seconds but keeping the love, keeping that connection. That's important too. And I'm not going to get into like a, a, a Chris, um, you know, Jagger and Dr. Judy segment here, but, um, you know, it, you got to just keep communicating and, and, uh, and, and just continue to be open-minded and, and talk. And because she don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. And I think right. the other thing is laying out what your expectations are. Like if I know that she Wants me to do this, this, and this at this time, or be available to help her with this, that, and the other at that time, you know, she's got to communicate that. Sometimes she's just like, well, you should know. You know, I've been with the kids all day. You you should just take, you should just come downstairs and, and take the baby out of my arms and 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 help. And then I'm like, so, okay, but sometimes I come downstairs and the baby's fine and you guys are good. you fine. You know, but I still need the help. Well, I don't fucking know. You know, like, well, I might so, have to go to the bathroom. I gotta pee. Oh, well, fine. Well, tell me you gotta fucking pee. You know, <laughs> you know.
1: I mean? So it's so just One thing I, one thing I will say, um, to a piece of credit I will give my wife, is, in one of her, what feels like endless shipments of Amazon packages, um, she got a magnetic calendar to put on the fridge, because at the end of the day. No matter what you're going to the fridge, right? Be it something to eat, something to drink, put something away that somebody put out on the counter and decided not to put away. And you think they subconsciously do it to test your patience. But I digress. Um, Having the calendar there and setting like certain recurring things, case in point. A um, couple times a year, karate schedule changes or um, when James went to the black belt class. Well, the black belt class is a different time than what he had been doing for over a year prior. Right. So he started going at a different time. So for the first like week and a half, two weeks, every day that he had class, I wrote class and I put the time on each of those days, so that there was a visual reminder of, oh, shit, Tuesday, no, he's he's there at 6.30, not 5.45, or Saturday, he's supposed to show up at 10.30, not 11 o'clock. Um, so having that calendar there and go through right preemptive stuff, like, okay, I know Like to do, like I
0: have to do this. I have to do this. This is what I'm thinking. I got to go to the bank. We need the, you know, yeah. Or,
1: or even as basic as going through and you know the schedule of of when Bella and Johnny are going to be with you. Write it down for a month or two out, just to have that representation there, so that no matter what happens. You've got it written on there. So when you go to pencil something in on a calendar, you're like, oh, all right, so such and such a day. I'm going to do that. Oh, shit. Wait, that's not going to work. Okay. And then you start working backwards to find, okay, I could do it this day instead, and it won't impact my time with the kids.
0: Yeah, no, that's all good. I like that. That's nice, uh, a nice tip. And You know, the only thing with that is now right. So you're filling a calendar, which is inevitable. And that's the biggest thing, uh, right. I think Emily has, is she's like, even when we're not busy, we're busy. It seems like there's always something to do. We're always doing something and uh, and, uh, you know, and it's life. And she knows that and it's adulting and, but it is frustrating. And I'm like, well, welcome to parenthood. Welcome Mm. to, you know, being adult, because even the simplest of weeks, like literally like I had shit to do after work at all any day this week, but somehow or another, I found something to do every day, Thursday. Right, so we did a podcast Tuesday night. Yesterday, I wound up going and picking up parts um, you know, for for the race car. Uh, today, I had actually worked on the race car a little bit, but she was out shopping, so I was like, "All right, well, while I'm working, you know, on my break, I'll go down and I'll start working on the race car." And then her sister came Perfect over, time. so I had, yeah, I was able to like take advantage of that. But then, so then I'm like, okay, I didn't work. I worked on the race car, but I didn't do something else that I really, really wanted. I would have liked to do so it's like oh you always have there's always things that you find that need to get done my cars and trucks desperately need to get washed and, and detailed in interior but I'm not going to do it when it's 100 degrees and fucking humid like it's just not no. happening so that shit might just wait till November but um, wow. I'm just saying but that being said like there's always something on the list and it's very 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 hard especially with four kids to try and find time to even just sit down and watch a movie together. Um, We had planned two nights ago to sit down and at like eight, I had not, we had nothing going on. And uh, it was yesterday, we were going to record and then we decided not to. So it was like, okay, well, instead of recording, we'll just sit We'll watch TV. But Walker didn't go to sleep. Like just wouldn't go to sleep. He wouldn't fall asleep, you know? And then we wound up cooking dinner. And I got home at like seven o'clock from getting the parts. And before you knew it, blah, 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 it's blah, 10 o'clock. And she's tired, I'm tired, baby's still awake. then the other baby wakes up. Um, so trying to find a balance. Um, calendar's a good idea. Sharing the responsibilities. Um, that's another thing. I'd like to also point out too, like, don't ever <laughs> imply definitely don't say it but certainly don't imply that your significant other doesn't do anything or doesn't do enough i'm not saying i said this or did this but there are times and, and emily and i are both guilty of it where i i know there's times where like the dishes are piling up or like the laundry's piling up or like i really should mop the floor or i really should clean or whatever and but i'm so fucking tired and I or my back hurts, or like last week, I I pulled something in my knee like really bad, and I was in excruciating pain for hours. Um, I to the point where I thought I had to go to the hospital and I was going to need like surgery. Um, and it turned out I I, I must have just pulled a tendon, um, over overstretched some a tendon in my knee. Nothing tore or anything like that, and it, it just blew up, water on the knee, and it was excruciating. Um, after a few hours the swelling went down, this, that, whatever, but I, sometimes you just need to chill. You need to relax. And when you do that, then certain other things aren't getting done and it just piles up It piles up. And so then, you know, you kind of have that feeling like, well, shit, it all, it all sort of boils down at one point in time. It's this needs to get done. And this needs to get done. This needs to get done. And in that moment you're doing it and you say, I'm always fucking doing this or I'm always doing that. And then the other person feels like you're you're almost implying that they don't do anything and i'm not saying that or neither is she but it feels that way so it's important to recognize what the other person in your relationship is doing like i'm not going to go on a list and you know tit for tat like with with emily but i'll, I'll use some examples right you know i'll work then maybe after work um I've got to to run to the store to get milk. And then I run to the store to get milk. Oh, but the car needs air in the tires. So I go get air in the tires. Then I go to get air in the tires and realize that the left front tires is cording on on that side. So now I got to make a call, order tires. Now I got to take the car to go get tires. And I got to go pick the car up for getting tires. Then when I come back at seven o'clock, oh, I realize the cans got to go in the curb. So I put the cans on the curb and then the garbage has to go out. And then it's right. So there's all these things that I've got to do. Plus things that... I got to do like work on a race car or I still want to call the kids or whatever. So I have this whole checklist of things. And in my mind, I'm busy as fuck. I got a lot of shit to do and it's all things that have to get done. But Emily don't necessarily see it that way all the time because she doesn't know all the things that I have to do. So she just sees that I'm not there because she's struggling. She needs help with the babies and and I'm not there. I'm busy doing something else. It doesn't matter that it's something that needs to be done or that's important or this ne- or necessary. I'm like, and I always say to her, like, well, I'm not out fucking farting around with my friends. I'm not at the bar drinking or smoking cigars with Mark down the road. Like, I'm actually doing shit. She's like, yeah, but you're always doing shit. Right. But then I could say the same for her. Right. Well, she, you know, and it's different stuff. She's got a lot of stuff. 100%. To do, you know, but it's different stuff. So then I might have the perception, well, like, okay, you're home and I'm working all day and you're home with the babies all day and, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, uh, fucking laundry. Okay. Well, uh, well, there's clothes on the on the floor in the kids' room. You know, why couldn't we put these clothes in the, in the laundry chute? I'm just making shit up. Um, or there's dishes in the sink. Why couldn't we wash the dishes? Right. There's all these things that I'm, I see that maybe needed to get done, and all I see is that there's these things that didn't get done, but I didn't see all the other things that she did do, or that she had to do, or the things that she couldn't do because of the things she was doing at the time like taking care of the fucking kids. So I guess the point is just like for both parties, like open your eyes, have a little bit of understanding, a little bit of compassion and, and, and again, goes back to communicating. And I think that's where the calendar comes into play, because if I say, all right, we got into an accident this past week, I need four or five hours to work on a race car. She knows on Monday before, before we even have our week, at some point throughout the week, I'm going to spend four hours outside. So mentally, right. she can prepare and she'll know that, okay, well, if he's going to go out outside on Tuesday and while he's going outside on Tuesday, maybe I'll throw laundry down the chute. So when he's out there, he can go and go down in the basement, and do the laundry or, or right. whatever. And you can kind of coordinate your schedules. Right now, Emily and our schedules, even though we're in the same house. Totally together. Different. Our schedules are completely different and we're not communicating as to what the other person needs, wants, or what the expectations are. So we just fucking get mad at each other. Can't I,
1: I I think the point where I get frustrated and where I tend to, so I don't inherently blow up. I tend to mumble to myself. I close in on myself and I just go quote unquote in my corner. Um, and that is when there's responsibilities that could easily be addressed and something else is, uh, you know, is put as a higher priority, like buying a necklace or <laughs> no, but like, for example, okay, let's say, Emily's car is due overdue for inspection. Okay. Well, hey, why don't you take it today? Well, I'm going to get a haircut.
2: Well, I didn't okay. know you were going to get
1: a haircut. Where? Oh, well, in this town. Okay, well, you know that there's a DMV like right there, right? Oh, Okay. And then to be told a couple of days later, Yeah, I'm still past due for inspection. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Right. Okay. So now I'm actually bringing the kids with me to do something in that same town. Cool. So the DMV is still there. They didn't. They didn't close. Like they didn't shut it down overnight. So you could go there today. Oh okay, yeah. Now can can you take it on your day off? Huh. Me? No, no. Like why? So, you can't so can't complain you... about a day off.
0: So you can't do stuff on your day off because moms don't get days off. So then you try to say, "Oh, I gotta do this.
1: It's my day off. I don't right. ever
0: get a day but off." Like you, you accumulate.
1: Here's the thing, right? So it's like when. You need towels. Okay, you need towels. You shower, you need a towel to dry off. You go in the closet, there's no towels. Okay. So you end up drying your balls off with a hand towel, because that's the only option that's left, that and a wash rag. Um, In there. So you say, okay, um, hold on, let me get you a towel. I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to throw a load of towels in the washer. Okay. And you, you throw them in the washer, then you throw them in the dryer. And then you realize, shit, I also need this shirt for this. So I, after the towels go into the dryer, I have to then throw my basket of laundry of my stuff into the washer. So when the towels come out, you move them out of the way, bring them upstairs, move your stuff into the dryer. In the meantime, the kids have stuff that they need for two days from now. And you know that the next two days are just pure chaos. So you throw the kids stuff in. So now you're accumulating. Now you have the towels that have to be folded and put away. You have your stuff that has to be folded and put away. Once it's done, you now have the kids stuff that has to be folded and put away. So you are procuring more and more crap for your day off. And you're allocating time on your day off to that. At some point, you run out of free time on your day off. So now you're you're doing it with interest. So now I have seven items scheduled for my day off when I have enough time for hmm, three, four. So now those other three or four items that you aren't going to get to get pushed off to your next day off. Or the next day where maybe you could sneak home a little earlier, or maybe you could push something like 20 minutes later and you're trying to jam stuff in. And this is the problem that I experience because now I'm trying to squeeze stuff into time slots that ideally you probably need like two hours to get that done. I'm trying to work that in, in like 30 to 45 minutes. Right. So if you're even getting to it at all, because God forbid the prior item runs over. If you even get to it, you're half-assing it all the way through.
0: Well, you also it's a good point. So, like in my example, the race cars. There are times where something should take an hour or half hour or two hours, and it, yep. it takes twice as long because yep. as I'm as I'm doing, you know, this I realize that. You know, oh, this is broken, and I got to change this part out. And now I got to do that, and then I'm by myself, so I'm back and forth in the trailer and tools, and I got to get this and that. And then, you know, it's just it's just never ending. But no, I I hundred percent feel you. Like I'll sit here on a Wednesday, and I'll think to myself, "What's today? Th- today's Thursday. So yeah. here's a good example. To, to tomorrow, we have the kids. Um, we get the kids." uh tomorrow night and you know we'll have dinner or whatever and then saturday we're racing all day and i i don't know i think sunday they might be back with their mom um so in my mind i'm like oh wow sunday having a whole day where like the kids aren't here so sounds really bad like the kids aren't here so like i don't have anybody else to entertain Like we're not, I don't, I don't have to go in the pool. We're not going to play catch. We're not going to watch movies. We're not going to like, I can do stuff that I need to get done. So you mentioned the laundry, right? You're right. I got, I have at least three loads of laundry that are going to have to get done. There's no time between now and then to get them done. Maybe I can throw a couple loads in tomorrow during the day. Then I'm taking time away from work back and forth up and down the stairs. Um, but then I got to get the cars washed. I got to clean the pool. Um, you know, oh, all right, well, I'll do this on Sunday. I'll do this Sunday morning. You book it out, but then inevitably something else always comes up. Just talking about it and getting it, you know, balancing the responsibilities and communicating time management, though, it's huge, 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 huge when you got little ones in the house. Um, and then communicating that time management with your uh, significant other. Um yep. but you know, I think it might one of my bullet points here, I wrote like, you know, being present maybe you wrote that, being present versus doing the things you need to do. Um, no, I wrote that. So, you wrote that, yes. Yeah, like I'm here. I work. I'm here. I'm present. But then there's times where I'm like, I've got to do the things I need to do. I'm still also present, but now I'm busy. Um, so prioritizing that is uh, it's key. So anyway, I think that was all the point, points that I had. Regarding that. That was that was my stress um spin off. There was um two other quick things not related that I wanted to to talk about. You had mentioned
2: well one we so
0: child support, right? Mm, yes. So my kids don't know what
1: child support is. Um, and they to may- be on to be honest, they shouldn't. Right. Shoot. Hold on. Hold that thought. I was saving a quote for the end, and I, I was saving it. Just because it goes along with this whole what we always have to do and how we're always always fixing stuff and going out and doing things and this and that. Okay. It's a quote. There's one thing that every guy wants at the end of the day. Nothing. Every guy deep down wants to be able to sit there and do and think about nothing. Everything we do is motivated by this desire. It's why we have jobs, so that we can have enough money to eventually sit there and do nothing. It's why we weaponize incompetence, because if we pretend we don't know how to do something long enough, you'll stop asking us and we can sit there and do nothing. Women, on the other hand, seem to be motivated by the exact opposite. Women seem to be motivated by the desire to do something. It doesn't matter what that thing is, as long as it's something. If there's nothing to do, they'll find something to do. It's why a woman will become upset if she comes home and finds her husband doing nothing. It's why men don't understand drama, because drama is literally making something out of nothing. It's already nothing. Leave it alone. Now you're making it something. It's why men are always trying to fix things, because you have a problem. I fix it. Now it's nothing. Everything I do is pushing us towards that ever elusive sacred place of nothing.
0: I've seen that quote and I love it because it is 100% truth. I am 1 million percent, technically impossible, um, motivated by this. 100% thing. at the most. By, by the nothing. Um, I, I absolutely want to get everything that I need to get done, done off my checklist. So that I can, after work or whatever, dinner, I can sit down and do absolutely nothing. I'm completely motivated by that. Um, I forget how, why this came up. And why I put it as a bullet point. I, we were talking earlier, I guess, about
1: uh, child support, whatever it came up. Um, right. So they shouldn't know about that. Sorry, right. I know we interrupted that thought. But no, okay. they should not know about that.
0: So they, they shouldn't know. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's times, when it, you know, the kids, mom and I are, are very open and with communicating and everything. Um, and everything we do is usually together, but like if the kids get something right, Johnny will come, he got two new pairs of sneakers recently. And one of them is like a nice red pair of like Pumas and he's super proud of them and he loves them and you know, all this stuff. He's like, Oh, look at these shoes that mommy got me. And in my, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Did she
1: get it though?
0: Did she really though? You know, I contributed to that. All right, the child support. Uh, But I don't sit there and say, "No, well, I paid for that too." I try to make it so, like, when the kids get something from us, oh, you know, see, it's different because there's me and Emily. So it's it's a lot of times. So they associate it's, it's Emily, and then when they're with mom, it's oh, well, mommy got me this. They don't have that knowledge behind them that well daddy helps with those bills and daddy helps mommy you know and and there's child support that there that goes towards food clothing and shelter and so you know daddy's contributing to that as well um same way that I typically pay for the race car stuff because I work on the race cars but mom has contributed some to to certain things and you know Johnny will say so oh you got new uh, dad you got new tires I'm like well actually mom got new tires mom bought the tires this time oh really oh okay cool you know, or we want them together, you know? So, right. um, I, I feel like, you know, the kids definitely shouldn't know. Um, but when they're older, they will certainly hundred percent look back and realize like, Oh, wow. You know, um, my dad did, did, did contribute this. This, this is where it came from. You were talking about your dad. Because so I wrote here, provide uh, versus being present. It's, it's very easy as a kid to to look and think oh well my dad doesn't care my mom doesn't care or they're not here um, exactly. or, or work is more important and it happens when I'm, I'm here working and the kids are home and I come out of the office or my room or whatever and they're like oh you're done with work I'm like nah man it's only one o'clock I just you know got a leave, or I'm hungry or whatever oh you go to work oh you go to work I'm like I realize like that the working, provides you with all these other little things that you need yep. right um but never should it be an excuse for lack of presence correct so i i try really hard and it, i'm not i haven't mastered it yet and i might not ever but i really strive to be as present in the moment as possible it's very easy to blow your kids off you're busy, you're working. I come out of the office to go take a leak and Johnny might want to throw me the football. And I, and I quickly will say, John, not right now, man. I, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to rush back to work. I got to go to work. Okay. And he's like, okay. And to me, right? No big deal, right? We'll, we'll play later, bud. We'll play later. Or hundred uh, percent. Okay, um, But what would it have cost me to take 30 seconds and catch that ball from, from across the living room and then throw it back and then catch the ball again and then throw it back, you know, or when my daughter comes out of a room to show me that she painted her nails and I just keep walking. Okay. Nice bell. Good job. Way, way to go. And I half asked, you know, acknowledge that instead of stopping and looking and actually engaging in a conversation with my daughter, would it take me an extra 30 seconds? Stop and be present in the moments because the moments aren't going to be there forever. You're providing, but you can do both. It is possible. And it's so hard. It's so hard as parents, especially like, you know, I'm just going to generally speak like dads working dads. Like there's so much on my mind. Like I balance the the finances. I do. uh, I'm right now I'm the sole income provider. So I feel like it's all on my shoulders. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't understand what Emily's going through with raising the kids and, and being there with the kids all day long and that I'm not willing to help or I'm not there at present in those moments. It's just that I'm so mentally drained and stressed from all the things that I got going and on. You're spent. It's spent, it's so easy to just bypass all the all the little things and say, All right, we'll play tomorrow. My kids have been wanting to play matchbox cards with me for a week. And something keeps happening or something keeps coming up where we can't actually sit down and for 10 minutes and play fucking cars, right? But that's not right because I for sure 100% will look back and say to myself, I can find five times last week where I could have taken 10 minutes away Yeah, or put him to bed 10 minutes later and, and went in there and spent. So I try really hard to be present in the moments. And in those busy days, 40 kids are going to sleep. Now I remember as a kid, my parents would be on the couch watching TV, we'd come down, we'd say goodnight, and then we'd go back up to our rooms. Um and, and then I totally get it. Like my parents needed that alone time, right? They were they were decompressing now for their day. And so they're gonna go watch their shows. But it <clears throat> didn't sit right with me the other night. I didn't really see Bella most of the day. I was out at the racetrack with John, came home, whatever. And then before you know it, it's it's bedtime take 10 minutes, get off the couch, put your life on hold and go into your daughter's room and talk to her. Right. That I didn't actually do this, but it it dawned on me the next day, like, fuck, she was going back with her mom and I wasn't going to see her for three or four days because I don't go down the shore. I'm like, man, I wish, I really wish I would have taken that 10 minutes or 15 minutes before she went to bed to sit and talk with her about her day and what's going on and how she's feeling, you know, whatever. So Providing versus presence. It, it doesn't have to be one or the other.
1: No. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes they... Sometimes they intertwine. Sometimes the, the two are mutually exclusive. Like, sometimes your presence is providing. Sometimes... You know, your, your presence at the racetrack is providing the technical support or the, you know, the pit crew or um, the motivation or whatever it is. And then sometimes you providing, you know, and, and again, they, they don't, nor should they ever understand that, you know, you're not in the house at that exact moment. But that dinner that they're having, theoretically, maybe that did come from the child support. Right. So but they don't know that. But again, they shouldn't. Like I'm 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 vaguely aware, or I was vaguely aware of the child support because at the time it was checks written. So I had to make yeah. sure that I hand the, the check over and I got to make sure I give this, give this mom. Okay. So right. I, I was vaguely aware, but I didn't understand the concept of it. Right. And in a way that's one of the cases where I feel like technology has benefited us because now you could do it all electronically. So the kids don't even have to be aware of the changing of hands. And they can just, you know, the more blissfully unaware kids are of adult things, be it adult conversations, adult situations, adult repercussions, adult whatever adults are going through, the more blissfully unaware children are. I'm sorry. Sometimes, yes, there are situations where. The kids are going to ask questions, and you're going to have to answer them but um i'm I'm trying to word it right, but th- there are just certain things that, even when handled with kid gloves in my in my humble opinion, may be completely off base here. But in my opinion, there are certain things that, even when handled in in the best way with kid gloves, they just they just don't need to be a part of it. Right. And I, I think that child support is definitely on I the just, top of that list. Um,
0: they'll know soon enough. Eventually, you know, when they get older, they'll know they'll look back and I I don't care if they know or don't know just want them to understand that I was everything that I've done and everything I've been doing and continue to do is, is for them
2: like I
0: there's things that we want to do together as a family and sometimes the money's not there um, we are very happens. much one, one family, but, but it, it's two separate situations, two separate households. So Kirsten has her moments and she goes with the kids and she does her thing and she goes to the beach and goes on her vacations. And then when the kids are with us, we, they, we do our own. Thing. We don't share expenses, right? But some of my income goes towards her expenses. So she can do those things with those kids, yeah. with, with, the, with the kids, but I don't get anything. I still have to come up with my own money to do the things that I want to do with the kids on my end, and sometimes, you know, it's it's not there. Now, that's not anyone. That's not her problem. You know, that's that's my issue. I could budget differently. I could spend money on different things. We don't have to go racing every weekend, but like Emily wants to take the kids to Hershey Park. It's a four hundred dollar day at least.
1: At least.
0: At least one day, okay. And she maybe would really want to stay at a hotel and go get a two day pass or whatever. She are talking, dude. You're talking. Oh, you know, five six hundred dollars was gas and, and maybe more with the hotels, and it's a mini vacation, all right. But they've never been, so we want to do that. Um, I would love to take them to the Stranger Things experience in the city. Mm. Bella is obsessed with Stranger Things, and and I don't really do anything with Bella because I don't like her interests are just so different. And there's nothing that, like, we can do together. Um, but this is something that, like, is important to me. I want to take. But it's 80 bucks a ticket. Plus, you got to get to the city. And the tolls And whatever. So you're talking another. For for the another, four of us to go. A couple you're talking hundred another, dollars You know, a couple, three, four, 500 bucks. four, 400 bucks, probably. All right. And then you know, there's some events, racing events that we're, we're scheduled to do and things, places we want to go and travel for the racing. And, you know, that all adds up. So I sit here and I say like, I, it's so hard for me to pick and choose what things to do with my kids and what things not to do. Like, I want to be able to do it all. So like, I just listed my motorcycle for sale um, hmm. just so I could have some extra, you know, cushion um, and maybe take them on a longer trip you know, um, and do something that that that's memorable. Um, but I hate, you know, I hate the idea of selling my bike to just go do things. I'd like, you know, sell my bike and then buy a, you know, an RV or something, you know, but at the same time, like bike's just fucking sitting there. I made memories on the bike. I could get another bike in the future if I really want a motorcycle and make new memories. I don't have a need or a use for the bike right now. That money could be better spent making memories and doing something different otherwise but it's just amazing what you do for your kids to try and just provide them with a good with good memories and a good time and a good life and um so that's like always been my goal and uh, it's man the expectation level that i set for myself is so high that like i get mad at myself for for doing it because it's so hard it's hard to hit um, Sometimes. But um anyways, one I don't know what else you got, but I have one other final thing I wanted to kind of just touch
1: on. I, I I I'm curious if it's the one that I think it is, because I can tie that into what we were just talking about. So go for it.
0: Well, um we you know, we talk about taking the kids out to do things and then family events and and they want to go to Hershey and this and that, you know, we had a um, an event near us, uh, Heritage Day, recently, uh, a couple of days ago, few days ago, and Johnny and Bella were not with us, um, but we had taken them to see fireworks for 4th of July, you know, uh, nearby, uh, which was awesome. Um, they got to see them, but there was going to be fireworks after this uh, Heritage Day as well. So Emily and I went up there with the babies, and we walked around with the stroller, one of her friends met us with her kids. And, you know, we had a couple of beers on the street, and, you know, got some food truck food. And so now it's time down to go see the fireworks about 930. We get, head down to the bridge uh, over the Delaware River. And uh, about 10 minutes into the fireworks display, there's like know, a bunch of people start running up from down the road. You know, it's, it seemed like a group, maybe 20, 30 people. I, I, I don't know. It's like uh, something happened. Couldn't tell what. But not everybody was running. It just seemed like a select few. So I don't know if somebody, you know, I thought maybe there was a fire or like the fireworks came down on somebody and they were running. I got like no more than two minutes or so after that. The group that had been running from down the road, I noticed were congregating in like the middle of the street about 50 yards away.
1: Nothing uh, good comes out of that.
0: And, and de- not definitely not. And, um, we're sitting there and we've got Emily, she's got Walker. Who's almost two in her, in her arms. She's in a, he's in a stroller in front of her and standing up in the wagon. Levi, she's holding Levi, um, or I'm, I'm actually holding Levi. And then our friend is with, she's got a newborn and a six-year-old. So we're all just together, right? Mm-hmm. and out of nowhere we hear gunshots Jeez. pop 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 four or five gunshots and i immediately turned my head and i was just like whole, oh, is this real like is it like in my mind i'm like is this real emily looked at me and she's like let's go like trying to run and i'm like dude i've never seen so many people run so fast people were literally running out of their shoes like there were sandals and, and shoes on the on the mm-hmm. bridge on the sidewalk um and we're on the border between Pennsylvania and Jersey. And authorities, you can hear them over the radio, like, you know, clear the bridge, clear the bridge. And, and none of them were panicking. And know what's crazy? Like, I, I didn't panic at all. Like I was exceptionally calm for some reason. And I don't know if it's because in my mind I knew it was an isolated incident. It wasn't a, a semi-automatic, like nobody was fucking, you know, spraying a crowd. Like it, I, I, I kind of knew where we were. There's there's you know hoodlums in the street and there's some some gang stuff and you know I just I knew it was just some stupid bullshit, right? Nonetheless, everybody's terrified. Now we gotta clear the bridge. I tell Emily, hold on, wait, just let everybody kind of pass. We got this giant stroller, we have four kids with us. Let's just kind of wait, let most of the crowd pass. You guys go, I'll drag the field, and and you know, we'll get in our car and go. And um, and that was it. But like our friend's daughter, six, very, very, very smart. She was like right away, she said
1: who got shot? Who got shot? I
0: don't know how she knew or whatever. And and I had it quickly, was like, no, 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 no. That's it was fireworks. You know, somebody was, some kids were just playing in the street and they were lighting fireworks off in the street and people got scared. Uh, and then and they were running because they didn't want to get caught by the police, because it's illegal to light fireworks in the street. Right. And she was, you know, it, I don't know how I came up with it so quick, but I came up with it she bought it. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about it, like the
2: whole night. This girl, this poor little
0: six-year-old girl, Walker's, he don't know any better. Levi's little, right? And the rest of us are adults. This poor little girl, she's just here to see fireworks with her mommy. And not only could she have been in the middle of something and possibly got hurt Or worse. Um, But how is that going to like fuck her up for the future? Like being in a public setting or going to see fireworks. Like there's going to forever be a triggered moment there. And I really hope that she bought in and and it sticks with her that, you know, it was just fireworks in the street and and hopefully she forgets the memory. Um, Because that would really suck to be terrified to go anywhere for the rest of your life and 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 not know and it's and it's it really kind of hit home and i totally sound like you know white privilege at this moment when i say this but like i've never been in a situation that close to something like that and it really makes you think it puts it in perspective that there are people that live like that every day in fear that they can't just walk down the street with their kids
1: or 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 even worse they're not in fear it just they're immune to it because it's everyday life. Because it's
0: everyday life, and I, it just was. It just it, it was wild, and um, so it really just puts things into perspective. But as um, as calm as I was, and I feel like I really wasn't affected by it. Right, um, just kind of took it in stride. I I feel like that's my mind just kind of putting it away, because man, I shit you not. I was sitting in my car yesterday, in front of my house. I just pulled up and I opened the, I opened the door, and the guy across the street was doing some yard work. I seen him with his uh, lawnmower or whatever, and then, uh, and then whatever, I forgot something, so I had to go back out to the store. So I come back, and the guy's not cutting his grass anymore. I was like, oh, he's, you know, whatever. So I parked the car, I go to get out, and I hear
2: pop, 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 pop. Shit, you know what, man? My
0: fucking heart stopped. I, I, I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack. I, I had never been so scared, so startled over nothing. All he was doing was starting his weed whacker. He has weed whacker going, and he hit, he hit his fence with the edge, with the end, and it went, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. okay? And I, tur- I turned my head so fast, I'm surprised, I didn't pull muscle, and my, my heart stopped. And yeah, it, like the noise scared me because it just kind of came out of nowhere, but it was a different kind of scare.
1: Um, it was rehashing. The
0: first thought I had was, oh shit, was that like subtle, like PTSD, you know, like, you know, uh, like a trigger yeah. from, from what happened? Like I Basically. was, I was legit scared and, and I had looked and it was just a guy fucking with his Wee Whacker. And I was like, wow.
2: I couldn't imagine living like that
0: every day. And it's and, not like and- we were in a fucking inner city, dude. We were in a, down in Philly or Camden or Trenton or even in Brunswick. Like, we're, we're, we're in Easton. I, I know Easton's not, you know downtown Phillipsburg, they're not the greatest of areas, but this isn't a place that you would think. Like they, they have they have street fairs. They have yeah. outdoor once a month throughout the summer. They have outdoor they shut the fucking town down and you just walk around and drink and hang out and fucking yeah.
1: well so so I figured this is where you were going. And it, I I put this in Yet another thing that kids should not have to know about. Um, Like kids should not have to know about active shooter drills. Kids should not have to know about when they have a shelter in place drill, what needs to be done. Um, I know that they have to. I I acknowledge I'm not stupid. I acknowledge that given where we are at, And what has happened in recent times, I get that they have to, but they shouldn't have to. And I I mean, granted, there's a whole political and social rabbit hole we could fall down when it comes to those type of areas that that has become commonplace and they are almost immune to it because it's just every day. Um, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but even those kids don't deserve to live that kind of situation. Oh, you shouldn't Um, have
0: to explain to your, to your five-year-old or six-year-old that, okay, we're going to set this alarm and we're going to practice getting underneath our desk just in case someday somebody comes in here with a gun to try to kill you. Like that's what you're telling, you know? You shouldn't Um, have to explain to your eight year old kid that they have to, that there are people in this world that
1: want to kill them for no reason or might want to kill them for no reason. Like that's terrible. And you know, this goes back to my earlier point of there are certain things that you just shouldn't have to like, there's no amount of kid gloves that, could possibly translate that conversation there's no amount of bringing it down to a kid level that should have to occur nor should it occur that you're figuring out a way to explain people firing off gunshots school shootings shelter in place um, active shooter drills like columbine sandy hook uvalde texas that i mean there's no amount of translation that could happen that makes it okay um and i mean like i i was i was kind of blunt and honest the one day with james right after the whole thing in texas um yeah you know, i i whatever the situation is with james, I've had conversations with him about guns and safety and awareness and all that and like it it was on and i was I made the mistake of watching c n n while I was making dinner, and he came in the kitchen and that and again that was my fault I shouldn't have Shouldn't have, I should have just put it away, should have separated. And I stopped it and I looked at him and I said, this is what I think about every day. I said, so when you think I'm hard on you or your brother thinks I'm hard on him or, or your mother thinks I'm over the top with certain things, fine. I said, this is what I think about every day. This is what I worry about every single day when you guys go off to your schools and she goes to her school for work, this is what I think about. I worry about, is there going to be that kid or that person who just that fuse blew and they just broke and they're going to come in there shooting and you might have nothing to do with it, but you're just there. And unfortunately you being there, is all it took. And I said, so think what you want, but I carry that, call it a burden or, or whatever it is, every single day, because you shouldn't have to, but I do. And it was not to provide guilt. It wasn't to make him feel bad. It wasn't anything like that. It was me attempting to, at eight, at 11 years old, have him start to understand my thought process, my line of thinking, my, hey, you know, you're worried about, is your phone charged? You're worried about getting home and being able to play video games, or you're worried about getting to karate. I'm worried about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I said to him, I was like, and it scares the shit out of me every day. And we shouldn't have to live in a, in a place like that. We shouldn't have to live in a, a, a situation like that, but at the same time, at the same time, that's the reality we're in. That
0: goes back to your question from the last episode. Would you rather be a kid? But you rather be an adult. You know, the, the level of things that we have to think about and that we worry about and that are on our minds um, as adults, you know, I understand it's all relative. What's important to an 11 year old is just as important to that 11 year old as what's important to me um, at 39. But, mm. you know, not being able to play video games that day might be. The worst thing that happened to them that they, and they feel that that's 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 fine. But I wish I could go back to a time where that's you know <laughs> I wish I go back to a time where I was on the last level of Mario and somebody unplugged the fucking Nintendo, and that that was the worst thing I could possibly get upset about.
2: Yep. So, that being said,
1: well, I, I think for today we have we have delve down the darker rabbit hole um and i I think we'll bookmark this one for right now um but i will say um shelter your children i'll say it maybe i'm wrong i'll i'll as as our friend matt sell always says i'll happily die on that hill um it Because to me, it's a hill worth dying on. Shelter your kids from the stuff that they should not have to worry about at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Let them think about playing video games or going and hanging out at the playground with their friends or, you know, wanting to have mac and cheese for dinner. Let them worry about that. You worry about what you need to worry about as a parent or a relative or a caregiver or guardian or whatever your role is that's That's our job as the adults as the caregivers as the providers. that's our cross to bear that's our burden to carry because they should not have to, and that's my piece on that well, sir. Um, as always, it has been a pleasure, um, ladies and gents, please stop by the network at fourth wall pop on your, your socials, your tweets, and the, the Twitter grams and the, the Twitch books and face <laughs> spots and all that, um, consider supporting the network cup of coffee a week. No cup of coffee a month
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and uh, that'll help us start providing some more interesting, more exciting, more exclusive content Um, and stop on by Smoke and Jay's podcast on the Instagram maybe we'll start throwing some stuff up there, some polls some questions give you guys something to interact with so until next time until the next time we pull an all-nighter because you know, some of us are so old that this kind of shit's going to take like a week to recover from.
0: And we don't record until yeah. until we
1: next week. Yeah. oh No, negative. Recovered. Um. These are the Smoking Jays signing off. Adios. Oi.